0: Cheers, bitch. Here's 2000 downloads. (laughs) Women can't. Women can't. Women can't.
1: Women can't. can't Parlay. That sounded great.
0: Thank you. I think it's going to taste great, too.
1: I'm sure. Well, I have whiskey right here. So cheers.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) I don't know how we've gotten... A 1,000 people to listen to us for like an hour at least once, but here we are.
0: (laughs) Cheers, yeah. I don't even know how we actually have posted just one podcast, more or less 10. I mean, I'm impressed.
1: It's wild to think about. I don't know if it's good or bad, but It's going to be a win for us. Like it could, those numbers could be embarrassing. I don't know.
0: You know what? It's something given the year that 2020 gave us, I believe that 2021 is going to be the year of just celebrating some things. You know? Yeah.
1: I'm in. Celebrate the wins, man. Let's do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, So speaking of, (laughs) welcome, everyone.
1: I was going to say, what was that? I feel like it's from like a movie and they're like, we're back. Um, I think it's either like Casper or... um,
0: Oh, it's totally Casper. Is it? I feel like when all the uncles get come back. Okay, that's
1: kind of what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, because he's been there. Yeah, yeah, Casper's been there like living his best life. And then they show up and they're like, we're back. But
1: yeah, we're back. Our ladies with another week of women can't parlay.
0: Yeah, bitches.
1: Um, rainy, random question. What's your favorite or most memorable, I guess, in-person professional sport moment?
0: Oh God! I don't know. All my court stories literally involve you because. Oh yeah! Totally forgetting the time we met Elvis
1: Andrus at the World Series.
0: I, like had a whole conversation with him. That was yeah, and I
1: told him I loved him, and he said I love you too.
0: <laughs> yeah, did. Did.
1: we also got black out at that game and had to like crawl back to our hotel room
0: yes we did thank god we were within crawling distance but guys this was a long time ago but i mean sure that was
1: what 2010 2010
0: yeah so anyway, they took this like 360 picture of everybody like right at the end of beer getting. So seventh inning, maybe. And sure enough, it's like the most intense part of the game. And we, you can zoom in and find yourself. And Jess and I are straight up looking at the beer person getting more beers. <laughs> Everyone else is watching the game. And we're like, getting more beers. No, but remember too.
1: They're supposed to stop serving in the seventh and they did, but we were like, fuck, we need another beer. So it was like right at the beginning of the eighth inning and we run up and there's a guy sitting there and they're like no ma'am sorry we can't serve you beer and then there was another dude he's like i don't fucking care what are they gonna do fire me and he gave us like four more beers
0: yes they were literally standing in line to go return all their shit yeah they anymore and we somehow convinced that deadbeat to give us the more beer
1: yeah he didn't give a fuck he was like last game of the season we lost the world series in like game five god <laughs> fuck
0: know how we're alive but
1: i don't either we're gonna move on before i remember any other games that i like took you to so because there's probably worse stories
0: yeah let's not remember (laughs) yeah
1: no okay well that was fun uh
0: one thing i want to start out with thank you to all the people that have rated and subscribed and liked our podcast or social media efforts um it is greatly appreciated and it is noticed which is why we're cheersing right now so thank you
1: yes cheers we do appreciate you listening anyone who is just like rainy said i mean we really would love interaction you know we appreciate it when people like reach out tell us how they feel what they like what they don't like so always hit us up at women can't parlay twitter instagram dm us at us we definitely want this to be appealing and something you want to listen to so if we're doing something that you love please let us know if you're like why the fuck do you do this please let us know
0: i mean seriously my favorite thing now i was reading new reviews we love it we appreciate y'all wcp yeah you know me
1: yeah parlady nation what up penalty box i don't know that we really have one i do feel like i had a penalty box for like one of my playoff scenarios last week and i can't remember now what it was Like, I went back and listened to it, and I remember thinking, oh, the way I said that was wrong. Um, But I don't remember what it is now, so I guess we'll ignore that. I mean, the matches are set, so whatever. Whatever. I should probably really put myself in the penalty box for all the wrong takes I had on college, but uh, we'll get into that. Jumping right into football, we're going to start with college, of course, and the first game that we're going to discuss is the Tulsa-Mississippi State game. This was the Armed Forces
0: Bowl. Here we go. Here we fucking go. The Armed Forces Bowl. Can't wait. Not to be a dick. Is this our first 2021 recording, actually? Technically, yeah. Okay, well, happy new year, guys. Happy new
1: year, everyone. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good.
0: Um. Anyway, yeah, carry arm. On armed. Carry armed.
1: Yes, yeah, so Tulsa, Mississippi State. Interesting game. Even though the final score of this game was close, uh, the game itself I feel like was wildly uneventful. It was the extracurriculars before and after the game that made the headlines. I mean, everyone's talking about the fight that broke out after the game. Did you see it? What are your thoughts, Rainey?
0: Yeah, I saw the fight and I saw, I mean, I've, I'm going to mispronounce his name and I don't really want to make it about his name, but so number four, um, Mississippi State, he, at the end of this brawl, like one of Tulsa's players, number seven, he was like kind of running away and like fell on the ground and he literally runs over there and like cleat kicks him in the face. I mean, he had a helmet on, thankfully, but then like ran away. Yeah. So, this whole weird what the fuck is happening right there like that was crazy well and then like hours later he was shown like he was making videos and posting them on social media yeah about how we fucking did it and I get it like he's a kid at the end of the day and I'm sure people were pumping and amping him up but there's also a lot of people that were like commenting on that video like bro this ain't cool
1: yeah it's not something <laughs> to brag about
0: yeah so it was like distasteful to say the least there ended up being I think thankfully only one person that came out of it I think a defense player for Tulsa, uh, got some type of concussion.
1: I did see that. And I think punishments are still pending within their specific conferences. I don't think a lot of people are talking about this, but, and I don't know the specifics of what caused it, but there was actually an altercation before the game started, I was which is where all of the tension, I guess, came from. To my understanding, it was during warmups. I believe Tulsa were the first to kind of come over and make comments. Yeah. And so there was... Not not any like physical altercation but it got a little heated before the game it almost it was kind of funny because it was a very depictive shirts versus skins because all of like Mississippi State's shirts were off but Tulsa was like shirts on so it was kind of funny if you get a chance to like watch the pregame issues but yeah obviously like you said fight broke out and yes the specific takeaway is that Tulsa player kind of running and falling down and then getting kicked I do think he got kicked more in the shoulder than the face if you see it from a different angle but But either way, it's still a kick and it was obviously intentional. I'm not trying to like that, like less than what it was. I don't have any intentions of defending what happened here. It's embarrassing. It's childish. It's gross. But I do think at the end of the day, both sides were very much partaking in this fight. I do think Mississippi State probably crossed the line at one point. So I think the same guy that got kicked, if I'm remembering correctly, at one point after the game, he actually had his helmet off. And then when the fights broke out, he kind of put his helmet back on and then went in to the Mess, shoved someone or threw a punch and then ran off. And then when he fell and then got kicked after getting up at one point, someone from Mississippi state ended up ripping his helmet off. And then a bunch of punches were thrown at him to like his actual face. So I think that's definitely crossing a line to like take someone's actual helmet off and then start like throwing punches at their actual face and their head. But both parties are very much involved. Both parties are very much guilty at the end of the day. You know, it was a football game, a lot of high energy, A lot of testosterone, a lot of penalties during the game, very chippy, which I think was probably due to the pregame fight but yeah. I don't want to like make it more than it was like fights do happen. They do break out, not classy. Don't respect it, but I don't want it to become a bigger, like these do happen.
0: Well, for sure. But I do, I do think that the manner of this and the long, like the link of it was a little alarming, but I do think what sucks is that it totally takes away from Mississippi States win. Like absolutely Are talking about it and talking about that over the fact that they've won a bowl game for the first time in a long time. Mm -hmm. And the fact that both teams did play hard through the whole game, I mean... It just sucks that at the end of the day like that's what happens and that's what people are talking about so
1: agree i definitely don't want to come off i'm defending it because i'm absolutely not but i do think
0: well for sure finger pointing
1: going on it's like hey look you all fucked up and to be honest the worst part about this whole debacle is the fact that this was the armed forces bowl and it's supposed to honor the men and women of the military branches so it makes it that much more embarrassing this isn't exactly a way to honor these people yeah,
0: couldn't agree more
1: Kind of yeah, definitely not a lot there, especially not on the game. Just a major headline with that fight. We will move on to one of the first college football playoff games, which would be Alabama Notre Dame.
0: Also, another snooze fest in my
1: opinion. Seriously, every take I'm like, not a lot to cover on this game. Obviously, the outcomes were interesting and everyone was very much interested in how this was ultimately going to pan out. But yeah, not a lot to cover here. Okay. Harrison Smith, again, killed it like usual. Harris had that like crazy run where he completely like hurdled a motherfucker. Like,
0: like
1: a 53-yard run too. Or yeah, it was nuts. Those two are like not human.
0: No, they're not. And it just baffles me. These athletes, these humans that are the size that they are like, dude, like that was immaculate. And he's 6'2", 230 pounds. That's 100 pounds more than I was, human beings. Like, I get it. They lift weights. They're athletes, blah, blah, blah. But still, it's impressive. Right. He also has 3,700 career yards.
1: Jesus. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Speaking of, do we know who won the Heisman? I think no. it's
0: tonight, don't isn't it?
1: Smith is
0: Dude, if he doesn't oh, I know. if he got it. He's ridiculous, man. Yeah.
1: I don't know that he will, but I'm I hope he does. I think he deserves it the most.
0: I do too. Associated Press named him national player of the year already. He's awesome. a great But like Najee Harris in the run for the Walker Award, that award goes to the best running back in the nation. So I wouldn't say he's a shoo-in, sure but he's got a real good chance of winning. that.
1: Yeah, because yeah, Smith is great. There's no denying that. But Harris is too. I would hate for him to be slighted on any kind of award because he's been just as dominant and it's been amazing to watch.
0: I agree like even that's this specific game like he didn't score a touchdown he rushed 15 times for 125 yards but like he's such a force that like we're talking about him yeah and everyone I think what
1: was it like two podcasts ago I talked about like all the freaking records that he broke at Alabama like come on yeah exactly
0: I don't care who you are That's a damn
1: feat. I will say I know a lot of people are kind of talking about Notre Dame's. Well, obviously their inability to win big games because they're on like a crazy can't win a fucking bowl game or a playoff game or a championship game streak. Of course, I don't know what it is because why would I write that down? I just, you know, record this podcast. But I do think Notre Dame should get a little more credit for their season and I don't think people should misappropriate Notre Dame's talent based on how they played against Alabama. Like I think they absolutely deserve to be there and I don't think they played terrible. I think they did a really good job of trying to keep the ball like away from Alabama's offense. They just were obviously outplayed. It's fucking Alabama's. I don't like people playing Notre Dame's fraudulent and didn't deserve to be there. Like I'm not on that page.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I will say them scoring that touch. Down in the last five minutes, the line.
1: Not us. Good thing we had Notre Dame. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll move on to the next game which was Clemson Ohio State and boring as fuck yeah once again very uneventful (laughs) if you listened to our last podcast um I have to say like clearly I could not have been more wrong about Clemson not only did I think they were going to win this game I thought they were going to win the national championship dead fucking wrong sorry
0: uh well it's not your fault that uh they've been showing up you know they had a chance I mean I feel like again, it's still a COVID year. There's still so much going on. Like, who knows? And I'm not taking anything away from Ohio State because they played very well.
1: They played excellent. I'm probably going to catch a lot of crap about Ohio State too. I want to defend myself a little bit and just refresh everyone that I never said Ohio State was a bad football team. I never questioned their talent. I questioned their schedule. Just the fact that they had only played six games, not just major competitors. And the Ohio State's always one of the top contenders. Never questioning that. Definitely. Only empathized with all these other teams who played a full schedule, played a tough schedule, A&M, for instance. I don't know that they necessarily deserve to be up there, but they definitely played a tough schedule more than Ohio State did. So okay. some credit should be given there. But kudos to Ohio State. They played amazing. And I was shocked. I mean, I really, really was. I definitely thought Clemson was going to win.
0: Yeah, I feel like I was a little bit more on the fence about that one. But who knows?
1: They definitely had the most to prove. And that's what they did. Yeah. They had the most Motivation off the field to come out and play this fucking game oh. and just kick Clemson's ass, which is exactly what they fucking did. I don't agree with people trying to say Justin Fields is going to get picked over Trevor Lawrence. No, I think Trevor Lawrence is definitely still going to be the pick. Oh. Also, Dabo Sweeney catching a lot of heat from his rankings of Ohio State going yeah. into this game. He's not backing down from his opinion, yeah.
0: and he would never. I mean, he's like, <laughs> I don't regret it at all. But no. I also appreciate like everything that. he said though right he's like I mean they beat us they were the better team and we weren't prepared as good as we've been and whatever so
1: yeah I'm not necessarily his biggest fan but appreciated that he came out and was like yeah they fucking beat us like he said and he also was like yeah I wouldn't put anybody in my top 10 that didn't play more than like nine or ten, ten 10 games or whatever he said that was really his thought process well then yeah Ohio State you'd be number 11 so
0: we obviously have to talk about the hit
1: the targeting call for sure
0: yeah, your boy, Bill Burr, he threw a tweet out too. And I was like, <laughs> all right, good to know our man's on our side. Well, actually don't know what side you are on in this.
1: I cannot believe I missed a tweet or missed anything from Bill Burr. So that is heartbreaking because I didn't know. So but. now
0: Christ just needs to go reevaluate her life right now.
1: <laughs> I'm like, uh, I love him <laughs> so much. There? Yeah, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, he no, he's hilarious. My number one favorite comedian of all time. He is But anyway, yeah, no, (laughs) I'll have to check into that. But yeah, we don't know each other's takes on this. So I'll let you go first and then we'll see where we land.
0: Okay. And I
1: don't know Bill Burr's take, which could also influence me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's why I kind of want you to go first. Oh, so very honest. I'm on both sides, right? Because, well, maybe not right. But, oh God, how do you say it? (laughs) Skalski, Skalski. Yeah, Skalski. Linebacker for Clemson. And wait till I full circle this bitch. So... (laughs) Number 47 on Clemson, linebacker. Justin Fields is running, linebacker hits him. He gets called for a targeting call, gets thrown out of the game. Justin Fields is on the ground for a second. He sits out of play, comes back in, plays the rest of the game. Essentially just fine, which he's a fucking athlete, right? So like everybody that's speculating, like he was faking or not or whatever, like he got hit pretty hard regardless if it was targeting or not. According to the rule... It's targeting because targeting isn't just head to head. It's the crown of the helmet. But I got to say, I'm weighing on the side of... I think it was ridiculous that he got thrown out. I think that there should be... In this role, there has to be like a level where... It shouldn't just be everybody gets thrown out that does that because in that moment, like Justin Fields, he spun into the hit. No, I'm not saying he did that on purpose, but he spun into the hit, which makes it look way fucking worse. Because if he wouldn't have, this dude's helmet would have been like to the side. Of Justin Fields. So I just have a hard time blanketing that. Like I, that's why I say I'm on both sides. I appreciate the role. I think it's very important, especially at that level, moving into the NFL when you have bigger, faster, stronger people. But I just can't, what the fuck is that dude supposed to do? Yeah you're already literally on the defense. So you're just trying to stop what's coming at you. You don't know what they're doing. They're the ones who know what they're doing. So then to put all these rules on there, like, again, appreciate the targeting rule. And I do think it's necessary. I just think it needs to be changed. It's the des shit all over again. Like this isn't the first time this has happened. It needs to be changed to have at least two different levels where you can get flagged for targeting but not thrown out. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And I'll, I'll read you Bill Burr's tweet once
1: you give us your opinion. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I'm definitely coming for Bill Burr's tweet. Very similar opinion here. I think this is just the messy area of football. And this is what I do not like about football and the direction that football is heading. It's very dicey and it's so hard to make a rule about something that can change mid motion. And while I'm all for looking out for player safety, I'm all for looking out for like preventing injuries. Yeah. I get it. And funny thing is like, to be honest, after looking at the hit, I'm like, that guy that got kicked out looks like he might have the larger injury versus fucking Fields. It's not good, and I get that's why it needs to be out of the game, but I totally do not think players should be ejected for this. Like, at least not at this time. This whole movement has not been in play that long. We have. Oh, news. Sorry, guys. Breaking news. Press conference.
0: Devontae Smith becomes first wide receiver since 1991 to win the Heisman Trophy. Awesome.
1: I'm glad he won.
0: Me too. I hate to interrupt you right in that moment, but it came flashing across. That's fine. Heard it here first, but also probably four yeah, days.
1: Later. Definitely heard it here last <laughs> 1000%. But yeah, yeah. anyway, so um, I think I was just saying, I definitely don't think ejection should happen, at least not at this time. I think players can develop differently. Players have developed all these years being able to make these tackles with no foul, no penalty whatsoever. Yeah. And for them to be, be getting ejected is ridiculous. Now, if there was something where you could really determine that there was a blunt intention of harm behind it like a um, huh
0: i said like a target <laughs>
1: Well, but in do- by definition, this is a targeting. And I don't think it was intentional. Now, I do think this Skalski kid needs to learn and figure it out because this is the second college football playoff game he's been ejected for for targeting in a row. Like, he was ejected last playoff, think, national championship against LSU. He obviously needs to figure his shit out. But again, I think this is just the way he grew up playing. This is the way he developed. It's very difficult to change that yeah. sort of uh
0: mentality. Yeah, it,
1: or not even mentality but just like your the way that you play the game. Like if you
0: literally, if you told me if I got to my junior year of college and exactly. all of a sudden you said, "Hey, you have to shoot a free throw with
1: your um, left hand."
0: Yeah, with your which I'm actually pretty good at that cuz I practice all the time. Oh,
1: of course you are. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but all, you can, like some take two steps for a layup.
1: Exactly. Yes. That's the better example. You travel
0: Every time you can't take two steps anymore. You only have one. Well, and then you get ridiculous, but you get thrown out of the game if not, or you, you lose two points for every time right. you travel on a land. And then you yeah. enforce that immediately. Like go fuck yourself. I've been playing for 18 years or 20 years at that point. So yeah, I, I agree.
1: I think we're on the same page. I'm fine. Give it a flag. Give it a penalty. Give it a personal foul, 15-yard, first down penalty. That's fine. Don't eject these kids from the game. That's bullshit.
0: Totally agree. Um, One thing I'll say that I – it was interesting, and then I'll read you Bill Burr's tweet, which is like a big finale or anything, but – So I didn't know this, but last year at the Fiesta Bowl, Buckeyes player Sean Wade was ejected, or I'd forgotten about it. He was ejected for a hit on Trevor Lawrence, and then they ended up losing to Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl, like 29 to 23. So like for Ohio State, it was a little bit of justice for that guy last year, because I'm pretty sure he like graduated. That was the last game he ever played. Like it kind of mirrored the situation. So maybe it wasn't like exact right on but it mirrored this situation so it was pretty similar yeah so another one of those things but your boy burr he says (laughs) if you lower your shoulder and your opponent spins and ends up hitting your helmet please tell me this that isn't targeting
1: I'm a little bit more on the side of his head was down. Whether Fields moved or not, he was targeting. Like it's by definition targeting. So I'm really more on the stance of like, yes, that's the rule. And by definition, that's what he did. So I get it. I think they made the right call. What I think is wrong is the actual punishment for that call. I I think that's what we change with intention of with ill intention. I'm fine. Eject that motherfucker. But that is not what happened here.
0: Well, same page.
1: Yeah. So anything else on this game? I think that was really the most uh, eventful part of the game.
0: Yeah, it really was. Cause honestly, after that, I mean, that was, that happened in the second quarter so it was just like and
1: yeah it was never this game was never really a game to be honest like
0: that killed it afterwards though i mean it never really was happening anyway but that exactly because that dude's like the center of their defense so
1: unfortunate i don't like it but it is it was the correct call i mean i'm not going to sit here and say that by definition it was the wrong call because that's (laughs) not true yeah. All right. I believe it's Monday, January 11th. Will be uh, the national championship. Alabama versus Ohio State. I'm very anxious to see what Ohio State can do. But personally, I feel like Alabama is going to run away with this.
0: I mean, that's pretty much my thought too. I'd like to see a good game since we, I feel like, haven't in
1: I agree. Like,
0: just seeing how Alabama's been playing and like now with Devonte Smith getting like getting the Heisman. Like I don't know. I see them mm-hmm. annoyingly enough. Roll tiding right on through. Um, <laughs> gross. still <laughs> so gross. Do you
1: think Alabama's going to win by seven and a half points? oh shit man I think they will but I hope Ohio State makes it a better game and I think that they might I think that they could if they play a like a similar game that they did last week it'll definitely be a good game I just think Alabama will definitely win think they will cover seven and a half but I also thought Clemson was gonna have a chance so like maybe don't listen to me when it comes to this shit no I'm
0: feeling the same way I mean I just think Alabama has more going for them right now as far as depth and just everything. I mean, they're not going to be without a coach, right? He's already had COVID, so we're good there. Um, (laughs) So I don't know.
1: Yeah. And as much as people probably don't want to hear this, and it probably sounds stupid, as much as Ohio State had an excellent game, I don't think Clemson had a good one. So there's a level of that that you have to take into consideration. Like Clemson was not playing at their best. And yes, part of that is due to Ohio State coming up and and playing very well. But that is something to be said here too, in that I'm hoping for a good game. I just don't know that it's going to be as good as people. Some people are kind of thinking it's going to be.
0: I mean, who knows? It could go one way or the other, right? Like Ohio State could come down off of a very high high. They have trying to say this whole season, like we deserve you know, a higher rank or, you know, a lesser rank, blah, blah, blah. And then winning that game is like, okay, yeah, we've proven ourselves. But like, hopefully for them, they stay humble. And they're like, that was nothing. So
1: for sure. Good point. I mean, you never know, like mentally how someone's going into the game. Like we said, I think Ohio State played well off the motivation, the motivating factors that they had from this whole media driven year of everything going on specifically surrounding them. That may be a little bit different mentally going into this game, considering things are a little bit different. Now people have shifted their opinions. So we'll see. Yep, we shall. Okay. Uh we'll move on now to NFL. NFL. Uh we're gonna start with Dolphins Bills. Unfortunately for the Dolphins, they will be on the outside looking in this year when it comes to the postseason. Their ten and six record was not enough to end their eighteen year postseason drought. I'm very sad for them and their fans. Me
0: too. Because I feel like Tua, our boy, is getting a lot of fucking shit. And MVP of this game, in my opinion, Brian Flores. <laughs> <laughs> VP of my heart. Exactly. I'm obviously obsessed with that guy, but the post-game interviews, orders were, and not like bombing him with questions, but of course the question came up about Tua being, they didn't say washed up, but like essentially not the rookie you thought he'd be or something like that. And he was just like, in my mind immediately, I was like, understand the question you just asked. Like you said rookie and then said like some other bullshit mean thing at the same time. So I'm like, are we, do we just like, is this question. Culture is getting like way too hectic in our country right now. Like he canceled Zeke three weeks ago. Like now they're trying to cancel Tua. It's like, dude, he's a fucking kid. He just got in the league and he's learning like, and he's been injured and he's still trying to learn. So I mean, yeah, he needs to play better. If he wants to be in the big leagues, that's, like even Brian Flores said that, but I do like how he was like, I'm not going to sit here and put it on one player. Like as a team, coaching included, we needed to be better and we weren't. So the Bills beat us and they were the better team. And this is where we get better. Mm-hmm. It was just very well put. And, you know, I don't like anybody attacking our dudes.
1: Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have nestled a little soft spot in my heart. But again, yeah. I am I root for the underdog. Like oh. I am with the Bills this year, although they're no longer the underdog. I mean that in sure they haven't seen a postseason in. And- forever. So I'm very excited for the Bills. They are obviously just kicking ass this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the fucking Super Bowl with the way they're playing and I'm not going to be mad about it if they do. But of all the teams in that fight for those four spots left, I was hopeful that the Dolphins would be one of them that got in. Maybe aside from the Browns because obviously they're kind of in the same boat and they had a longer streak of no postseason play than the Dolphins. But yeah, I was sad they didn't get in. Also, did you know Fitzpatrick has seven fucking kids yeah I did not know that
0: no it's nuts man that's what adds to my love for him though like
1: really because it adds to my like oh well I kind of wanted to marry him until I heard about that
0: Yeah, no, he is totally like a top five for me. I fucking love that guy. No, but, he's he's
1: a good fucking dude.
0: And I that's my point. Like when I found that out, like cause there's like him, uh, uh who's a guy? Um Oh Rivers. Oh, Rivers. Yeah, he has like also that many kids or more. Yeah,
1: he has like nine kids. Um people.
0: You look at I was about to say, like, yeah, anybody who like Ryan Fitzpatrick, he has seven kids and he is a was a starting NFL quarterback and the hours they put in and blah blah, blah and I'm like That doesn't fucking prove that he's a badass. Like that proves that his wife's a badass. No shit. She's got seven kids while you're fucking off playing sports all day. Like sign me up for that gig. God. is Brian Fitzpatrick's gig, not the wife. Right. Yeah.
1: No, no way. I mean, only because of the kids. kids. Yeah. That's not always how it fucking goes. That's just, I mean, I'm not going to get into a whole tangent on, or like soapbox on women and how we're treated differently. But that is one of those things. It's like, I see this all the time in like Zoom meetings. A woman is talking and her kid comes in and is being a child. And I just feel like the whole ambiance of the room is just like, oh my God, can she contain her kid? Gross, blah, blah, blah. But if a man is on a Zoom call and a kid comes in the door, oh my God, look, he's such a good father. And the kid comes and annoys the shit out of everyone. But it's so different because it's a man. Like I can just see it. It's so annoying. I'm not trying to be super like, whatever but this is real shit that happens and people do not think that this is real and it fuck sure is
0: it is so real and this is coming from two women who don't have kids and don't know so like we really have no skin in the game literally but i'm not saying like fitzy's not a good dad i I would put my life on the fact that he's a great dad uh
1: the best dad ever one thousand percent
0: yeah that's why like this interview, I listened to uh, Robert Slaw doing it like he gave his wife all the credit, which was like super cool. And uh, in my opinion, needed for me to not judge you.
1: <laughs> exactly. You that You better answer that way, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it was very, it was super cool. I don't know. I don't know anybody that wouldn't do that, which I feel like that would be really fucked up or the wife would have to be a huge piece of shit or the person not to, I don't really know y'all like this is a tangent I don't want to go into on this podcast, but yes fitzpatrick has a shit ton of kids i did not know that and um he also has covid oh yeah i forgot
1: that did happen i i don't think it would have made a difference in the game at all but yeah he did
0: dude i don't know see like i got real mental with this one because or which is probably
1: could have possibly been what happened to the dolphins too
0: well if you think about it like what has he been used for in the last few games a relief pitcher Yeah. So if you go into the game without a relief pitcher and you're say a rookie with not a a lot of like experience under your belt and you've been kind of injured, you've kind of been off your game, but you don't have your fit's magic to come in and save you. Nothing against Chua at all. We'll never know if it would have made a difference or not because he didn't play. But to me, yeah, like that could definitely fuck with somebody's mind. It just depends. Like you think athletes of that caliber wouldn't have that. It shouldn't affect them, but you just, you still never know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The news came in sort of later in the week that he would not be making the ride over there for the game, but Tua played pretty well. But it it is going to be one of those like back of the mind questions. Could Fitz have come in and made a difference? I don't really know that they would have ever beat Buffalo, especially Buffalo playing all in to win. The Bills easily could have sat their starters just like the Steelers did. Nope. So yeah, I don't know that it would have made a difference and it, it's hard to know now, but I don't think the Dolphins were gonna win that game regardless, personally. I
0: feel like they could have put up a better fight. I mean Tua did throw like three interceptions. For sure. Not all on him, like that has to do with a lot no. of those games, so
1: No, and, and that's the way the Bills are playing as well. A big part of that.
0: Speaking of, they were undefeated. they're undefeated in the AFC East for the first time in team history. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Dang, that's awesome.
0: I know. So can go into also all the franchise records that Josh Allen beat. He's your boo. And I don't think, to my knowledge, he has seven kids. So there's...
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's hope not. I mean, I feel like he's more your boo than mine. I'm just riding the Bills train altogether. But I do love Josh Allen. I think he's a stand-up guy and he's obviously very fucking talented. So
0: yeah, I'm a huge fan. He was 18 for 24 passes, added up to 220. 24 yards that specific game. He's the first player in NFL history with at least 4,500 passing yards, 35 touchdown passes, and five rushing touchdowns in one motherfucking season.
1: Really? In yeah. NFL history? Not just Bills history?
0: NFL history, motherfuckers.
1: Jeez, that's um, impressive.
0: It's very impressive. Franchise records, he's taken or broken. Passing yards, touchdowns, completions, and completion percentage. Yeah, I guess. They, so 13 wins this season for them. Ties, which sucks that they didn't get that one more win, but it's tied for their best like in franchise history. And then, I mean, this is no big deal, but like they had a six-game winning streak, which is the best finish to a regular season in like their entire team's history. So- It is pretty cool. Especially when we talk about like the Browns the other day where we're like, they just can't fucking get their shit together at the end of the season. Like whatever. Clearly bills used to, can never get their shit together. And they have figured this shit out. And obviously I think Stefan Diggs is a huge puzzle piece for that he's a great receiver and he was a good receiver at Viking in the you know like yeah it's just isn't it nuts and I, we're starting to see this maybe with Carson wins I don't know it's crazy to watch players in the NFL go yeah. as they go it's but. true and
1: it just shows the importance of the team functionality right like you can't do it by yourself yeah. you can have this amazing receiver but he's nothing without an amazing quarterback right yeah. just, just have that same example all throughout the field for all sorts of different positions.
0: And it's like, just like having a regular human life job of it's not always what you do. Like if you have a great boss, you can pretty much do anything and vice versa. You could have your dream job and have a terrible boss and it becomes not your dream job anymore. You know, you see Stefan Diggs in Minnesota and shit's not working out and he's not playing to his true potential, but we don't know that. He comes over to the Buffalo and even Cole Beasley, man, like you find your place and... Josh Allen is a puzzle piece that fits with him. And we can't not talk about Isaiah McKenzie. Unfortunately, our Beasley boy got a little injured. But, I mean, McKenzie comes in with three freaking touchdowns, and one of them was an 84-yard, like, punt return, which (laughs) was first ever, by the way, And the Bills – first since like december of
1: 2014 wow got a good game. Yeah. no they're killing great it
0: great
1: season we're in there more. for sure yeah soup's excited for them and their fans and more to come i'm yeah. sure from the bills this postseason
0: Very excited.
1: um another breaking news kim kardashian and kanye are getting a divorce
0: what? Just finally?
1: (laughs) Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Heard it here last, but just got that text message. I'm like, I don't care.
0: I know. I don't care, but on the same level, Oh, I hate a mental illness situation.
1: I don't know. Wasn't he like on Joe Rogan and Joe was like, I don't think he has a mental illness at all. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. I actually have listened to that episode.
1: I'm telling you, I love Joe Rogan and I'm certain-
0: I don't have three hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, but that's what I miss about him being on YouTube versus Spotify. I'm a YouTube girl. Like, you know, I'm all over YouTube. So YouTube knows what I like and knows what I don't like. So the algorithm of YouTube would be like, oh, she'll love this Joe Rogan podcast. She'll listen to this three hour podcast but other ones that I'll just get clips of and it'll be like oh she's interested in that but all the other shit that I don't care about and the guests he has that I don't really care for it's like YouTube just knew like she doesn't need that and now for me to like actively have to go to Spotify see the guest who it is and what they talk about it's just not it's not doing well for Joe and I
0: well i mean you follow him on socials right
1: yeah but he doesn't really post that much and when he does post it's not all that much about his podcast yeah he doesn't need to
0: you're right it's just a reminder you're right yeah Um,
1: but again i mean i'm one of 20 million people so like and i'm certain he's gained like three billion more people
0: well see, i am a spotify gal but i'm also like i listen to podcasts on apple
1: yeah, that's so, what i mean like i love spotify too but Spotify's for like when i'm driving and i want to listen to music it's great but like i don't really go there for my podcasts. and in the way that i naturally came across joe rogan was youtube so that was just always a thing well, yeah. for me and spotify is not going to know like which ones i want to listen to and which ones i don't want to listen to
0: yeah fair like i get it
1: yeah but the anyway
0: office, with spotify do they have video on there too
1: I think they do but again I haven't really listened and when I did listen to the Bill Burr episode speaking of I think it was I don't I don't remember now I don't know i've only i've again i've only listened to like two episodes since it's been on spotify i can't remember but i mean it was a hundred million dollar deal or something like that like he's good
0: motherfucker wanted to move to austin and that was his ticket that show we went to a while back
1: oh yeah which i'm so jealous of
0: i'm jealous of myself a month ago i hate you yeah it was awesome
1: god like if bill burr and burt kreischer end up on a tour together like there is no amount of money that i will not pay to go see that i will fly to wherever i have to fly
0: me too i'm in
1: all right moving on moment of silence for the dallas cowboys
0: I mean, we're going to get there, but because of the way the night game played out, I am actually kind of okay that we did not win our game. I agree. This would be a lot worse right now.
1: Yeah, it's true. Our playoff dreams died on Sunday officially. And like Rainy said, it's probably for the best because of the way the primetime game went down, which we'll get into later. But let's put that aside for now and just focus on the in the game moment or the after the game feelings. Frustrating game. We were right there. I feel like a win was so attainable here. And we just blundered it.
0: We did. It had nothing to do with the Giants. Like, no. Everything to do with us. And ugh, I know everybody's hurting right now, but like, could you imagine? Well, I can imagine that if we had our actual team, we wouldn't be in this position. And right. I don't know of people can say that too. But yes, with the team we we're playing with and the team we saw play last week and do what they did, it was hard to watch this game to be like, damn, that Scooter Magruder, <laughs> he did it. One of the lines in his deal this week or that week was... um. <laughs> Oh uh, shit, what did he say? Like something about Andy Dalton and one of his passes. And he was like, What the fuck? He can't throw in cold weather. No wonder he didn't work out with the Bengals. And I'm like, oh, shit, Man, because it was such a weird game for him. He had, yeah, like, that was before. He hurt his hand and also his, it was his left hand that got hurt anyway. Yeah. And so, like, he had a few, like, squirrely passes. Like, we had some dropped passes from our. Back. Yeah. He
1: did not have a good game at all. That red zone opportunity at the end that we totally fucked up interception. Yeah. Awesome.
0: And it involves everybody. Like, we. Oh, we, yeah.
1: We're not going to put it all on Andy Dalton and obviously no, no. injuries we, galore, but it was just shitty to watch them play this way this week, knowing the way that they've played the past three. Three weeks we knew the potential that they had and before when they played like shit there was to some degree some excuse because of everything that was going on it was like we finally got in our groove and we just fucked this up it was on us and yeah like Andy Dalton just did not have a good game I mean none of it we played like shit and then the, the whole not challenging that fucking I, clearly wasn't a catch
0: especially cause like it was Dante Pettis like what, do also you know- Mike
1: McCarthy like you, that's what you're so, known for
0: well right but also somebody <laughs> people were bringing up like dude shouldn't that be on his radar especially because like the whole like Des Bryant catch thing versus Green motherfucking Bay yes what the fuck did everybody a year ago foresee the future and then somehow all the stars aligned to make jerry want mike mccarthy as, is- and really only he infiltrated just to make that call something <laughs> to not challenge that stupid fucking piece of shit catch by the stupid dante Pettis.
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know i just couldn't believe it it's like so obvious, so ridiculous. And it's, I think a lot of coaches are pretty challenge happy. I mean, you always want to make that happen, but I feel like he for sure is not one to be like, oh no, I don't think it's worth it. Like he's always throwing that fucking challenge flag.
0: And one of the, like, as we're watching the game live, we're like, okay, well, let's chill right like take a breath someone upstairs they're right. the ones that should be like throw the flag to the flag so we're like we can't blame him if blah 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 and then like one second later the commentators come on and they're like yeah so apparently they called down and said to throw the flag and he said nah yeah you know, get the fuck out of here
1: <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm like what the fuck man like what are you doing what and like it's one thing to like fuck that up in a game early on in the season. Like, I mean, I'm not going to agree with it, but for us to be in a do or die situation. Yeah. You fucking throw that flag motherfucker.
0: Because at that point, what do you have to lose?
1: Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, fuck your three timeouts. Yeah. We're trying to win the game.
0: Which, so obviously, it's going to come up. At the end of the day, we lost by four points, not by three. So it may, it maybe didn't change the outcome of the score, but it could have absolutely changed the momentum of the game.
1: 1,000%. And to me, it's like they don't make that catch. You don't know that they score that field goal. You don't know what happens. We maybe then go down and score a touchdown. Like, absolutely understand. It's not a, like, life or death of this game, but it definitely is something that we sat back and didn't do everything that we could have done. And that's what pisses me off. Like, did he not fucking smash watermelons before the game? Like, what the fuck? Yes,
0: that's what we were talking about earlier. I'm like, (laughs) hell yeah. And then somehow Jason Garrett's still keeping us out of the playoffs i know
1: which is uh, yeah i don't even <laughs> want to say it out loud i don't i yeah
0: i know um, god damn him
1: the only reason i would not cuss him more right now is because when Dad got hurt he was like the first motherfucker on the field helping him and i thought that was respectful other than that that's it not talking about him
0: i know you know what's been weird we've been going through that too here um with loyalties. At the end of the day, I don't know Jason Garrett's story. I don't know what he was offered. I don't know. I don't know.
1: He's back in head coach meetings now, interviews.
0: Yeah, that's something I have made a note about. Um, I don't know. At the end of the day, I just have to let myself believe that he had to make that choice. And that was his biggest offer or something. And I can't blame the dude for doing it. I just, I can't let myself go to that level.
1: No, I'm sure that that's what happened. I just...
0: I share the feelings. I just don't...
1: I don't want to let the thoughts enter my brain that the Giants beat us and he's part of the Giants and like that was a thing. Like I just don't... I'm just blocking that right out of my mind.
0: I agree. One of the uh, Giants websites that I went to to... Look at this game to see what they had to say about it. Was like Jason Garrett's offense slashes the Cowboys. And I was like, Ew. "Ew." Because the one note I have right here in the Giants column is that one time when Jalen Smith was covering Evan Ingram. There was one play in the game where I literally was like, oh, what the fuck? Why is he following Evan Ingram? Like, this is a fucking touchdown waiting to happen. And he did really well. And it, it was no big deal. And it ended and it never happened again, thank God. But right. like Jalen Smith has no business covering Evan Ingram. (laughs) So anyway, it didn't matter, but that's literally the one note I had.
1: Yeah. I didn't really have a lot of notes on this game. I don't want to go into a whole cry fest about our season
0: being over, but Greg Zerline, worth every motherfucking penny for any hater that ever said anything about us signing him. Go fuck yourself. One
1: thousand percent. Greg, the leg, we're with you all the way.
0: All the way. And Chris Jones is out. I fucking hate that. When he's back, we're going to be placing some fucking punts, okay? Hell yeah. Everybody look out like chris is about to be called the leg or we'll have something for him too we'll
1: have to come up with a good one either way in the end it really didn't matter because washington football team ended up winning their game against the eagles later on that night which was a very controversial game and that will be our next topic of discussion washington football team versus the eagles did the eagles lose this game on purpose go (laughs)
0: I don't know if I hate or love this, like, put me on the spot, random shit goes. But I will say, I think it's interesting how it all played out that WFT is the only team in the NFC East that actually controlled their destiny for the playoffs. The rest of the three of us, it was dependent on we had to do this and somebody else had to do that. Yeah. They were the only ones that, like, they needed to win that game and that was going to put them into the
1: Yeah, except the Eagles, they were fucking out, so... There's that.
0: <laughs> uh, welcome. Come sit next to us, but not really because go fuck yourself. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I- honestly, like I can't go against my, you know, in earlier podcast, I have been very adamant on the fact that athletes don't do that. However, when there is a coach involved in those decisions, maybe that changes my opinion. I don't know. I don't want to sound hypocritical. And to be very honest, I have no idea. It seemed very fucking fishy. It was a very bizarre decision um, it looks like they were going for the draft pick over the win. And I don't know that that's necessarily what they did or not. I just like, I don't, I don't understand, nor have I seen any like description of why the decisions were made. Yeah.
1: Well, I will say personally, I 1000% think, and coach Peterson may be on his own calling it. I think they definitely lost this game on purpose. I think the proof is in the pudding. I don't know that you're going to convince me otherwise. I know he's saying he played to win. Bullshit. You put in Sudfield with like 12 minutes left in the game when it was 17-14 and he completely played like shit. Go fuck yourself. Don't come telling me that you were playing to win because you were not. Now. I will say, I do not agree with all of these people, specifically Giants fans, who are up in arms about this because the Eagles are, they are an organization, they are a business. They have every right to make whatever decision they make for the betterment of their team. And if if you want to fucking win and you want to go to the playoffs, maybe win more than fucking seven games or six games or whatever the fuck it was. That's on you. That is on you. All this bullshit about Eagles, like, oh, they did this to us and this is bull, like... I, I don't want to hear it like that is complete garbage and I won't hear it. But I do think there's a level of respect for the game and I can agree with. I know a lot of people are like giving the Giants coach Joe Judge a lot of shit for his whole spiel that he made and i do think there was some bitterness in there that i don't agree with but i did totally agree with his take with covid people being away from their families away from their wives they're here to play they're putting their health on the line for you day in and day out and then you do this to them so like i did have a level of understanding and empathy for his words there and i thought that some of his words were good and I agreed with them. But bitterness and things like that, like I'm not going to get on board with that. I don't know who all all was involved and I agree with you. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Peterson could be doing a fuck you to the whole organization or the organization could have come to him and been like, listen, you're going to throw this fucking game and that's that. We don't know and I'm not trying to pretend like I know or care. The bottom line is they're never going to come out and say it but they threw that game.
0: Yas queen.
1: And I will say too, like a lot of people who are like, oh, fuck that. Like fuck the Giants. And their hard feelings, like it's no different than the Steelers benching their starters and losing that game, and then it's screwing the Miami Dolphins out of a out of a playoff spot. And I I get that logic, but it is different. They're not done with their season. The Eagles are done with their season, and they're choosing to lose this game on purpose. Whereas the Steelers and teams who do so in that fashion they're resting their starters for what is potentially still yet to come in the season so I don't see those the same I get that they're similar I get the like parallel you know universe to it I want to say that even if the Cowboys had won I would still feel this way maybe not I might have been a little swayed a little differently but
0: I feel like yeah I don't know I can't speak to you but I feel like I can speak to myself and I do think that I don't know, I go two different ways, right? I was thinking all today about my thoughts on this and I thought, well, if we would have won, It would have been way worse for us just as like.
1: I would have been pissed, but I think I still would have been like, it's our fault. We should have won more games. We should have got our shit together. It's on us. You can't put your fate in someone else's hands ever.
0: I agree. And what I'm going to add to that is I think the rest of the nation or whoever pays attention to fucking NFL football, they won't agree with this and maybe they will, but this wouldn't be as big of a deal if it was us. Oh,
1: that was on my list. That was in my notes. And I don't think people will disagree with you. I think everyone is on board with that. Everyone's like, if this were the Cowboys, it would have been a lot funnier. And I'm like, well, fuck you. That's not cool, but whatever.
0: And it's like, get a different enemy already. Fuck. I know,
1: dude. We haven't
0: been relevant
1: for like so long.
0: Oh my God. Like, can we hate the fucking Patriots, bro? Like shit. Which not even anymore, because why would we hate them? (laughs) Like they've been dismantled.
1: So that's what's stupid is like if you're talking to a patriots fan and you talk about oh fuck the patriots like i'm so sick of them winning they get all butthurt about it and it's like but you do the same thing for the cowboys so it's like what we haven't been relevant in like what 20 something years now like yeah, when so do we get a break
0: grade school?
1: <laughs> yeah i was like i mean what was that like 96 i mean
0: grade school.
1: i don't even want to so pretend so like i know how old i was but i can tell you that I wasn't a kid.
0: You were a child because I yeah. was in like sixth or seventh grade. So that means yeah. you were in fourth or fifth
1: grade. Yeah. So anyway, I can tell you that I would have been fuming on Sunday. I'd probably still be fuming right now on this podcast, but I would like to believe that at the end of the day, I would still have the same thoughts that if the eagles did what they did and they fucked us out of a playoff spot i would be like well we that's on us like we can't be mad about it the nfc east altogether none of us have any room to talk about anything i mean the miami dolphins just lost a playoff spot and they're 10 and 5 and we are like at best what 7 and 9
0: yeah, I agree. And like, no talk shit. Like, that is what it is. And like, we fucking struggle for some reason. Yeah.
1: I get the draft pick situation, but it's yeah. why would the Eagles rather screw the Giants over versus the football team? I will say on a positive note, I'm excited for like the new or at least improved rivalry that will now come out of the Giants versus the Eagles. Like, obviously, we're all in the same division. We all hate each other. I'd say Eagles and the Cowboys are probably like most hated, wow. but maybe they helped us out now this
0: oh i think definitely
1: the giants are gonna be like coming back with vengeance so i think there's a a new or a whatever there's a new fire lit in in this uh rivalry so
0: yeah like the old yearbook like senior year or eighth grade winning things where it's like most hated best smile yeah
1: Um, oh like superlative so we should probably do that for like the nfc east so it's like the eagles would have to be the most hated right
0: I think they just took that away from us. There's no way they fucking... I would love to do a poll. Guys, answer this if we do one. But like, I'm
1: serious. I'll put up a poll.
0: Yeah, who's more hated now, the Cowboys or the Eagles? And I guarantee that we still win.
1: I think you can do four on Twitter. Should I say most hated in the NFC and just put everybody in there? Yeah. Okay. Might just be a Twitter poll only because I'm pretty sure Insta is just two.
0: just do Twitter. Um, But my thought process is most people that hate the Cowboys don't fucking watch football, which drives me insane. (laughs) And we can have a side pod about this, but like I've had multiple conversations with, I don't know, say Texan fans (laughs) um, (laughs) where they're trying to talk shit and I'm like, oh my God, you don't get it. You can name one person, two people on your team. And that's because they're in actual fucking HEB commercials.
1: I was gonna say, I mean, JJ Watt is pretty fucking universal. So that doesn't even count.
0: Yeah. And Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So get the fuck out of here. And I'm trying to think
1: of all the other superlatives now. I feel like Washington's most improved.
0: Oh, definitely. I feel like we,
1: I feel like the Dallas Cowboys would be most school spirit
0: obviously (laughs) yeah
1: i need one for the giants though i'm like most likely to succeed i'm not giving them that
0: no i was about to say that is weird that was in my mind um i'm trying to
1: think of like what those even are like like. my yearbook class clown
0: class clown okay yeah we'll give them class
1: we'll give them class clown i feel like that's fair
0: (laughs) but they also have most athletic (laughs) saquon barkley oh
1: okay we'll give them both They get two. The one they probably won't like and one they can deal with. So I will say, though, I appreciate your take on people hating the cowboys but i and i agree with you i think a lot of people hate on the cowboys and they don't even know shit about football but i also think there's a healthy level of people who watch football that also hate the cowboys
0: that's also true yeah, yeah. like my my point of making that comment wasn't that there are any less people that yeah. do watch football so that's why i'm saying i think i think we're still going to lose the poll even though this is bullshit but yeah. I think we, it's going to be a closer run mm-hmm. than before the game or than if we would have like, yeah. I, like, I don't think people would even be talking about this right now if, if it was we were the ones that won
1: the oh game. people would be talking about they'd be laughing hysterically being like yeah. hell yeah fucking love it cowboys deserve it no it would it would be a completely different tone if this were to happen to the cowboys yeah.
0: which is insane right because i'm like guys like how it would, would be comedic deserve, how would we deserve that over any other team like no team deserves that this year
1: it does suck but i'm just not gonna listen to the giants crying about it like no win a fucking game and same goes for the Cowboys. Same goes for the Eagles. Same goes for the Washington football team. Yeah, Win some fucking games if you want to be in the playoffs.
0: Well, right. And that's why at this point in time, like, Washington football team is number one in my eyes in the yeah. NFC, which they are the number one. But they're the only ones that controlled their fate in this situation the only ones
1: yep i agree um one thing we did not mention is there's like some headline gossip rumors about allegedly a bunch of philly players being very unhappy about all of this that went down on sunday to the degree that there is like a quote i can't remember the source was saying like there were actual eagles players that had to be like held back from the coach As much as I think that would be interesting to find out, and if that were true, it would just obviously feed more into this whole debacle. But I don't believe that for like a second because since when does shit go down the sidelines like that and it not be reported? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe in
0: the locker room or something. I don't know. But I just, I don't buy it. I feel like so much is going to come out right now that like none of us are really privy to. So it's going to be really easy for rumors to get started.
1: More maybe to come on that, but it's not been confirmed by anyone. It is very much an alleged rumor, but I don't know that I believe that there's any truth to that because I just don't see how, like, I mean, it literally said like players had to be held back, like physically. How would somebody on the sidelines not see that?
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't know. We'll see. No,
0: no, seriously. You're right. I mean, I feel like that could be a spinoff from anything though. Right. Cause I, I saw a lot of stuff with Carson wins and Doug having not just not a great relationship, but like a bad relationship. And like this, this game ripped it apart apparently. So yeah that could have been people spiraling off of that being like oh well that who knows who fucking yeah.
1: knows? definitely seems Are like really- there's some shit going on with peterson but i think only time will tell and stay tuned we will be covering it as the information is available
0: yeah Exactly. And you'll hear it five days after it happens. Um, If you're lucky. (laughs) If you're lucky. One thing, and this is not his fault because he did not choose his last name, but I do not like a Peterson with a D. I don't either. It reminds me of pedophile. Okay. And and like
1: sometimes when I see it in my mind, there's an H in it too.
0: Yes.
1: And I'm like, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I do not like his last name and it's because it reminds me of pedophile.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad we're on the same page with that one because
1: same (laughs) brainwaves.
0: Yeah. I'm like, he obviously didn't name himself that I get it. But you know, association, thing. not
1: a fan, not a fan change that D to a T babe. Like, no. (gasps) Yeah. All right. Oh, I did. I did want to mention, and I, I meant to talk about this last week and I totally forgot, um, but it's still kind of relevant because of like, what's going to happen this week. So what's it? week 16 or 17 the 49ers played the cardinals that had to have been week 16 and it was a like exclusively amazon prime game what yeah isn't that crazy so like i didn't watch it i did see some kind of like highlight or something of it and the commentators sounded awful like we bitch about our current commentators except Tony Romo as much as I like the the movement that's happening here I like the possibility of other networks and other like streaming services and things like that having so I feel like I'm gonna go in on a weird tangent here but so I feel like cable is dead, right? Like dead. traditional cable TV media is just dead. The only thing keeping their pulse going is sports because ah. they have these large contracts and people live for and want sports. So to me, this is that like first step in the direction of like totally Pivoting TV and streaming, and or pivoting what how you know antiquated TV yeah. into the streaming world. Yeah. So this is like a great sign for something like that. However, I will say I was not impressed with the commentating. Um, but yeah, crazy that there was this like Amazon Prime exclusive game. And they do have, like, apparently some Thursday night games, games too. But, like, it's usually simulcasted, like, between Amazon and NFL or NBC, whatever, or whatever it is. So I just think it's interesting that they're getting exclusive games. And they're apparently getting a playoff exclusive. But I don't know which one it is. I don't know if it has changed or not been announced. but
0: So I wonder, too, because... exclusive that's so interesting because yeah i
1: wish i would have been more aware during it because i was aware but i just i don't remember what i was doing that week i was i did not watch that 49ers cardinals game but i would have loved to have watched it and maybe i probably still could go back and watch it but this week which i'm still i meant to research this before we started and i didn't there's a nickelodeon game this week the bears game the Bears Saints game is on Nickelodeon. This is NFL's like effort to like maybe reach out more to children and be more family friendly, I think. Yeah, which and what I don't know, and I wish I would have researched before we started, is is it exclusively Nickelodeon or is it Nickelodeon and whatever else? I'm pretty certain it's Nickelodeon and a major network i don't know which one i could be wrong though but like apparently there's gonna be like nickelodeon elements to this so i'm like oh my god like is there gonna be like fucking slime is like summer sanders gonna fucking host like be commentating on the sideline like i'm in for this i'm super excited to watch
0: and can we choose to slime like i don't know chris collinsworth maybe a little bit of troy aikman that
1: would be cool
0: throwing it out there although i
1: think they're affiliated with cbs so i think it would be tony romo though i don't think we're gonna get that but we can we can dream
0: if we could choose if we had a wcp network
1: exactly the whole reason i'm bringing this up is just it's interesting to see games even lightly experimented with other networks besides like the major providers so i'm a lot of me is excited for it but then at the same time like i said at the beginning we think we hate the commentators now like the little that i heard from the amazon ones i was like oh fuck so there's a lot of work to be done on that front and God only knows what the Nickelodeon one will be like, but you damn right. Your girl's watching.
0: Hey, if you bring back Keenan and Kel and maybe a little Amanda Bynes in there, like, yeah. in. like
1: all that. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Oh and then, going. um, Oh my God. I blanked. What's the game show with like Summer Sanders. That's the slime. Get, figure it out. Figure it out. Oh, my uh, Oh my God. Every day after school. That's what I would come home and watch.
0: Well, listen, my parents, when we were growing up, had a, they created a mail to mail cable cord. So when they left for work, they took it with them so we couldn't watch TV. Nice. Yeah. Oh like, hey you fucking psychos. Like just
1: kidding. My parents are over here with like an unlocked direct TV satellite where we got every single channel some like illegal shit and like you know the pay-per-view shit like free. Oh, yeah.
0: that's, that's how I have center stage. Oh, oh yeah, I
1: recorded it for you in like yeah, the fourth it, grade. Thank
0: you which is hilarious because I'm pretty sure that
1: was on HBO. Well, it was probably when that movie came out and it was on pre pay-per-view or whatever you call that, the f- the movies that you have to pay for, but because we had like a freaking illegal like unlocked Direct TV, back then you had to put in like a card into the Direct TV receiver. We had some sort of like like an unlocked phone, but it was like an unlocked direct TV package. Oh, yeah, and we didn't we have to pay songs. for those movies so we could just watch them on loop. So that's probably how I recorded Center Stage for you. That's also how the movie Big Daddy, there is no other person or family on the planet. There's nobody that can come close to have watched that movie more than me and my brothers combined. No one comes close.
0: Oh, I love
1: that. That movie was on loop at our house for probably four years straight.
0: Just because it's fucking hilarious, or just Uh, because it was the only one available?
1: No, not the only one available. It was just an amazing movie. Also, like at the age that we were, for like there to be Adam Sandler and that whole gang, and then a young kid like being who he was and like cussing and shit. Like, of course, yeah. But needless to say, like we had a lot of access to a lot of TV we probably should not have at the age that we were. Yeah. And like growing up, I always had like MTV and all that. So, whatever. Humble brag.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, That is a humble brag. I'm pretty jealous as, uh, again, yes. we had a double nail cord that my parents created on their own. So,
1: uh, that's probably why I'm so fucked up.
0: Well, you know, we all are.
1: God. Cheers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Here's my whiskey.
0: Let's bring her back up a little bit.
1: God. Okay, let's move on. Um, Let's move
0: on.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I did want to mention, like, before we jump into our final section here, UFC fight, 257 coming up. I think it's like January 23rd-ish. I could be wrong. I don't know shit about shit with this fight. Unless, do you?
0: Hold on. I'm looking to see if I have it in my calendar.
1: So now I'm wondering, is this the Conor McGregor fight?
0: Oh, I think it is.
1: Okay. Then I might be more interested in it if he's in it. But Dana White comes out today saying, hey, all you motherfucking people who pirate our fights, I got a surprise in store for you. So just wait. So I am like on pins and needles. Like, what does this motherfucker have planned for people who pirate the UFC fight?
0: well and if he's gonna like
1: like how is he gonna do that like i'm so interested in this
0: it's <laughs> so exciting yeah if you're gonna mass come at people and tell them about it yeah then like i don't know because if he didn't say anything about it then anybody who tries to pirate the fight then gets like a virus on their computer lol but
1: that's a good that's that could be it. i don't know i'm just what are you telling people about. It? well i just think he's like here's your fucking warning try me bitch yeah, I don't know what it is, but I am super pumped to find out. And I'm like, people, please try to pirate it. I will not be one of them. I would never want to fuck with Dana White. I'll tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, obviously.
1: Yeah, but I just can't wait to see like what that means. Like I'm, I am super pumped for January 24th, I guess.
0: Oh yeah, um, it's the 23rd, I think. Right, is-
1: I just mean the next day. So I'm like, oh, yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah,
0: right. When we find out what's happening to people. Yeah, you're right. Oh interesting i'm gonna ask around
1: yeah no he put it it, i think it was on twitter today i want to say that was breaking news today so heard it last here folks
0: heard it last here (laughs) don't be pirating ufc
1: except do and then call us and let us know what happens
0: yeah and then also rate and subscribe and like. god
1: i mean you Uh, could go to jail for that too it's like maybe be careful yeah Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. More to come on the whole what Dana White has in store for these people yeah, no. pirating UFC, but um can't wait. Me either. All right. Last up will be just upcoming wild card playoffs round one. First game, Colts, Bills. Um this game is Saturday at noon, I think. The line is six and a half. Bills are obviously the favorite team. Bills. Yeah, obviously you know who Yeah, You guys
0: know we're both
1: going. Yeah. Bills, I think that's a like clear winner. No argument there. Next game is Rams-Seahawks. This game is Saturday at like 3.30. The Rams are the underdog with a plus four. I'm going Seahawks. Yeah. I think I'm in agreement. Like there's part of me, like a small part of me that's like, hot, I don't know. I could see the Rams pulling that out. It just depends. So I'm going to... Go for um, it. yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm leaning Seahawks, but there's like this little part of me that's like, ah. Hey,
0: don't sis. Yeah,
1: we'll see. We still got time. Bucks, Washington football team, Saturday night, and the Bucks are the favored team with eight and a half. Yeah, this oh. was tough. But I think the Bucks personally, I think they've been playing really well. I think Washington's had a lot of shit going on. And they've not really had a lot of good time. Oh, crap. I just remembered Alex Smith's wife turned his leg brace into a Lombardi trophy. Yeah, I forgot to write that down. Look it up. You're going to cry. It's like, I I can't.
0: Because I literally, I just two days ago I watched the video of like a year ago when he was like able to walk again and wasn't gonna die. I can't do that. (laughs) And was told he was gonna be able to play football again. And his family did this like tiny little celebration at their house, and I sobbed through that. So no, I don't. But can we do another? We have a Brian Flores MVP over here. Can we also put Alex Smith's wife over here?
1: Yes, one thousand percent. Yes. And I cannot go watch that video. I cannot handle any more sad videos because like barstool fund is going on right now.
0: The only thing I'm looking at every single day since I learned about it.
1: Like it's insane. It's- and I'm like crying incessantly all day long. And I'm like, I love it. But I also am like, I need the support to continue, but I need the videos to fucking stop. So I stopped crying.
0: Yeah. Can, we, yeah. can we get these out of my algorithm? Because I <laughs> Yeah, can't like Barstool can only do so much. And then, yeah,
1: that's who owns them or whatever. I don't know all right. the legality of it, but yeah, they donated a million today.
0: Yeah. I was Crazy. like, holy shit. And that's going to be a tangent on its own and I'll make it very, very small. But I got in this conversation the other day about how incredible it is that Barstool is doing this and literally
1: saving lives, saving actual lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I am such a fan of that and I'm so happy how it's being like
1: structured, handled.
0: Yes, all of that. It's very interesting
1: because it's very different than the normal way that you would see something like that.
0: Right. And that's why I think I like it so much because the fact that they're doing this is so fucking amazing. But like, it's definitely not something they're responsible for.
1: Oh no, fuck no. This should be all of the leaders of our country doing this or something like this, doing something that would actually make a difference other than 600 fucking dollars twice a year. I mean, whatever the fuck they think that is. And I'm over here like, how do I give Barstool Fund like every dollar I've ever made in my entire life? That's where my head goes.
0: Me too. And that's what I want.
1: We should make a donation in women can't parlay's name.
0: Okay. Yeah. I made
1: one like myself last week but I I we should do that that would be good No
0: I agree I totally agree Yeah, let's yeah, we'll have to sidebar. Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. Total tangent. A lot of cry fest people. If you don't know what the Barstool fund is, go to Barstool, look it up on anything ever and watch the videos. It's amazing. Saving small businesses like I don't even have words for how amazing it is. So I mean, my tear ducts like can't take anymore. Like I'm not a crier. I don't cry. And I've been like bawling my eyes out now for what three, four weeks, however long it's been in, in play. Yeah it's nuts. Anyway, I'm going to take the Bucks there. I think that's where we left off. Washington football team like I think they've just had a lot going on and I don't know that they've had enough time to really prep for the Bucks and like have a full team together with the H- the Haskins and Alex Smith, you know, and everything. So
0: I agree. I mean, I'm hope- I'm hopeful. I'm with you on the books. But my heart is with Washington football team, to be honest.
1: Yeah, NFC East represent. We'll see what happens. Next is Ravens Titans Sunday noon game. The line is three. The Titans are the underdog at a plus three. I have no fucking idea. I think I want to go Titans. Okay, do it. I don't know. I'm feeling Titans. I don't know why.
0: Feel it, girl. That's what I've been telling you. Go with that gut.
1: Yeah, you say that and then Clemson fucking happens and then we're like, don't trust Jess anymore.
0: Fair. Oof. We have time on this one, so I'm going Titans for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of these can be addressed as the games get sooner. Or as the games... Well, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Grow closer. That's
0: what happens to drink,
1: guys? <laughs> yeah. God, this is why we should not drink while we do these podcasts. Yeah. Okay, next game, Bears Saints. This is the Nickelodeon game. Mm-hmm. Sunday at 3 30. Bears what are game? the uh, huh?
0: I'm always going Saints.
1: Yeah, it's Bears plus 10. Quite a few points. I definitely like the over in this game. I will say that. Um, 47 and a half. Okay. The logical person in me wants to go Saints. But then there's this like other person in me that's like, I don't think the Bears are going to win. But I think they could cover 10. But I don't know. Yeah, 10's a lot. I know. I was surprised, honestly, at how large that line was. But I don't know. Maybe I just have this weird thing where I think the Bears are better than they are.
0: (laughs) Well, I think. (laughs) I think your boy Ryan feels the same way.
1: I'm sure. Hey, Ryan, let us know your thoughts. Our <laughs> Bears correspondent.
0: Yeah.
1: Last game, Sunday primetime game is Brown Steelers. We have a repeat game here. Obviously, a lot of heartbreaking things going on with the Browns right now. They are super impacted by COVID. There's like nine players and like seven coaches out. I don't know. This is a rough one. I think the Steelers obviously are going to have this one in the bag. It's oh, the line is six. Obviously, yeah. the Steelers are the favorite team. That line may grow. Actually, we might want to get the bet in on that because with everything going on, that line will probably become much larger. Yeah.
0: I've come full circle on Baker Mayfield, even though I I still think fantasy-wise, he's a little inconsistent, but...
1: Well, at least the Browns are in the playoffs. Like, they've broken that drought or that streak, whatever you want to call it. I'm just concerned for, like, Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb's safety at this point. If they're really going to be down all these people, that's going to be, like, real bad. I agree. So yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week on Women Can't Parlay. We thank you very much for joining us. Anything you have before we sign off?
0: Thank you. Parlady Nation.
1: Yes. I'm Jess.
0: And I'm Rainey.
1: And this is it for this week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Women. Can't, women, can't, women, can't, women can't parlay.